Ahmed. Welcome to the third or even fourth stream uh, by Master of Code. We do it on a weekly basis, talking with you, with our page visitors, page subscribers, our customers and partners. Every week, we start a new poll asking you what are your top of mind in your particular industry you are in. So we are talking about trends. We select best of the best, the most headaching, the most top of mind, those that wake you up uh, at night, uh, you think about. And we're also searching for the solutions. So we're discussing those during those live streams, what can be, how your challenges and challenges of the industries can be addressed with the technology. So uh, some, uh, we are bridging the gap between technology and business. Today, we are discussing the most exciting industry. It's a sport and together with that, entertainment. So last week, we presented to you on the, our LinkedIn page, top seven top of mind or challenges that come to the mind of the representatives from the sport and entertainment industries. And uh, last week, we started the poll for you to select which one of those top four top of mind are most relevant for you. Thank you for taking part in our poll. We will continue doing it. And today we got together with our CTO of Master of Code, Kelly Cassidy. Uh, hello, Kelly. Hello, good to be here again. Yeah, good to have you again, always. And also uh, Ryan Davis, our head of sales. Uh, hello, Ryan. Good morning. Well, I guess good afternoon for you. Uh, thanks for the invite. Talking <laughs> tech and sports, I could not be happier right now. We're right in my yeah, wheelhouse. So. <laughs> yeah, I see it. I feel it. I think everybody sees it. Yeah, yeah. You, Ryan, you talk with our customers, partners. You know a lot what's going on and how to, you know, to discuss and uh, reflect on the result of our poll. Uh, my name is Andrey Gurulski. I'm head of marketing here at Master of Code. I'm happy to be with you again. I'm taking a role of moderator, also as an expert uh, to discuss uh, particular industries, but could not find better people than Kelly and uh, Ryan to discuss sports and entertainment. So guys, thank you for joining us today. Dear audience, thank you for joining us today as well. You are welcome to ask any questions to our conversation today. We have fireside chat conversation, which will be planned to be very easygoing, uh, the light one, but we'll try to go deep dive into the discussion of top of mind that you have selected during the last week and this week in the uh, sport and entertainment industries. So guys, as a result for the our poll, so I want to show you right now on the screen what we've got. Yeah. So we had four um, questions, four uh, top of mind challenges to discuss with, uh, to vote for our audience. And let me introduce the results. So, so what are your top of mind sport and entertainment trends in 2021? Of course, First things come first, in a, as, as in, uh, I would say, is in typical commercial industry where the customer is in the center of the business, in the sport and entertainment industry, fans are in the center of the business. And of course, the top of mind is drive fans experience. And we're going to discuss what does it mean and how it can be addressed with the technology. 
The second one, of course, how business can lie, the foundation, the top line of the business is how to generate a new revenue and what kind, what are the channels available if we have artificial intelligence uh, in place, if we have conversational AI or AI-powered chatbots for different types of social networks or messengers, how it can be used. The next one is to take care about those who are not watching TV. And I would love to know your thought on that, maybe experience on the people around you, how they can can be engaged into the sport and entertainment if they are not using TV anymore. And the last but not least, and I think in pandemic times, it's a burning question, the health of, of the fans and how it can be achieved with the contactless in-venue scenarios. So, Kelly Ryan, can you give your reflection on the results? I don't mind leading off here. I mean, to sure. me, this made a lot, of, a lot of sense in terms of if you look kind of down the funnel of how it works, right? Like, Driving the fan experience is what's going to generate new revenue kind of the fastest and the easiest. Uh, just like any any business, anything, you know, with sports and entertainment, the more hype, the more energy, the more excitement there is, uh, the more fans are going to flock to it and be interested, the more they're talking about it, the more revenue that's generated a result. I mean, I can speak personally on that from uh, here where we are in, in Winnipeg. We have one of the f- one one franchise that represents the four major North American sports. And, you know, when they make the playoffs, out comes the We Are Winnipeg t-shirts. And you can't walk through the city without somebody not wearing one of those. Right. You, you look out of place if you're not if you're not a part right. of that, uh, a part of that experience. Right. But that's part of the experience is creating um, the the area that people can can join when they're, uh, you know, when they're at the game, but also the big fan you know, area outside the game and just being being involved in it, but being able to create that experience year round to to continue to generate that excitement and, and that revenue, which also, again, feeds into that catering outside of TV because, uh, you know, some people want to experience it in various ways. And uh, with the cable cutting trend that goes on now, it's it's uh, very important and top of mind to be able to, to look at. But for me, I mean, the, I think that that's a perfect, they go hand in hand a lot in my in my thought process of fan experience is is one of the ways to generate one of the key ways to generate new revenue and to extend that the fan experience is more important than ever you look at this last year there has been a different type of a fan experience and exposure to the teams because of covid no one could go physically to the games to see a game to engage with the team to get autographs to do any of those normal things you do at a sporting event that has simply gone to the wayside because of circumstance and that's all leagues um here in canada obviously the nhl hockey is our top of mind because we're canadians and there's To us, there's no other sport at this point in time. We're in a bubble. We can't go and see our teams play. And that's just the reality of the situation. So now it becomes so important. How do you engage the fans to keep them involved? How do you get them coming back, uh, watching the game, either on TV or listening on the radio or the highlights on a sports show? How do you get them involved to know what's going on? It might not be a shock to find out that uh, Hockey Night in Canada is still one of the top rated uh, shows in Canada, uh, simply because it is... It's a Canadian thing, but in the U.S., so you'll see different rating numbers when you look at different sports. NFL will probably be more top of uh, top of rating than an NHL team. Uh, baseball, MLB, 
as you can see, Ryan's a fan just looking behind him there. <laughs> They're going to have high ratings as well. You've got the NBA. There's a lot of sports teams to follow and for everyone across the board. Engagement is down because the key element of engagement is being present at the games. And that is very minimal right now, depending on the region that you're in. Cool. So let's define. Ryan, your favorite sport is? It's it's baseball for me. I, I'm not the prototypical <laughs> Canadian on that in that sense. I grew up yeah. playing it and loving it, living, breathing it. And I'm I've got the itch going right now as spring training started. I'm I am fully engaged again. So uh, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. You betcha. Yeah. Mean your sport, favorite sport is? It is hockey. And as Ryan mentioned, you're in Winnipeg. You can't go anywhere without seeing the hockey stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> blatant blatant uh, advertisement right there. But it's it's literally all around my home. Yeah, cool. Well, yeah, basketball uh, fans or NBA is my game. So, uh, yeah, that, that's that, that, yeah, good. We covered like uh, all of them. That's that will be good. Dear audience, those who are watching us, please put in the comments what's your favorite um, uh, sport game, so we somehow will um, reflect uh, the discussion also on particular different industries options that we are aware that are already done by different companies or, or, or sport organizations. Like, for example, uh, 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 the ESO, uh, uh, the um, uh, ExxonMobil brand, like they did for uh, National uh, Hockey League. So they did a, a Facebook Messenger, actually, to engage their friends. Uh, like, not very specifically, I would say, there are more about quizzes, engagement into the conversation with uh with the uh, sportsmen, so in order to you know to create really more buzz and communication uh, with the people when you yeah when you when you are out of the venue, let's say, and and I agree with here with you, Ryan, you Kelly, that those trends are very much interconnected between each other. Like fans, contactless in venue, it's done for the fans. Fans are based for the uh, revenue generation. But what can be the scenarios, what can be tools, Kelly, to uh, really drive a fan's experience? So what can be the options from conversational AI perspective and maybe some other things like I heard a lot about uh, how fans' experience can be augmented as well. So when you look at a conversational space, uh, the fan experience, the, the, there's... The hard part is going to be bubbling it down to a 15-20 minute conversation of the opportunities that we could yeah. we could pitch here. Ryan and I have had many a discussion on some of these opportunities. Um, but you're looking at things such as decisions over who the roster is on a given night. Why is that person being left out? Who's injured? What is the status of their injury? People want to know about the players on their team. They're very invested in their team. I think Ryan hit it uh, on the head earlier and what you said here, as well as offline when he and I were having a different conversation, is here in Winnipeg, we take the team very seriously. We are part of the team. There is no distinction between uh, the Winnipeg Jets in terms of the fan base and the players. There's just what each person's role in the team is. And our role is to excite the players, keep the energy going. Um, and right now, that's hard to do because the players feed off the cheers. They put... Uh, mock and recorded cheering into the arenas so that it feels real, but it's not the same. 
So how do the fans get involved? Uh, there's going to be a lot of engagement. There's going to be, you could do things in a conversational space, such as uh, the metrics, the stats, uh, the standings, prediction. What? How many games do we have to win to make the playoffs? And how many games does uh, another team have to lose in order for us to get there as well? Quantifiable numbers you can calculate. Um there's going to be a lot of ways that you can engage from a Q&A with the team, with the yeah. coach, get feedback from the players. Um, and that's just a conversational space. There's so many other engagement opportunities through uh, other mediums and other platforms that you can really get involved and still keep the excitement in the game when you can't physically be there. And for many of us, even in a normal season, I only go to one or two games a year but I'm still engaged because of television or the radio. It's, there's yeah, always oh, something on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. And even like spanning off of that, you know, we talk about fan engagement in terms of being a member of the team, but you know, the way one of the biggest drivers for sport today and particularly, you know, I would say particularly the NFL, but really all sports is the aspects of fantasy sports and the gambling side and things like that. And that is something that, that people love to be a part of is from a league wide or from a team wide perspective, as, as Kelly mentioned, who's in the lineup, who's out, where are their lineup changes, what's happening with the team? What are some of the trends, you know, and when there's a trade, what happened, where do they fit in? You know, those are the exciting moments that people want to be a part of, but um, it, it's, it's even beyond just that team identity and driving the fan experience as, as a, as a whole in terms of the growth. I know that the NFL contributes a lot of their massive success in the United States around the fantasy football growth and that platform. And in that, you're not cheering for a team anymore, but you're really focused on individual players and how they're doing and what they're, what they're about. And, you know, I, I personally, I'm the same way. I'm a, I'm a huge Cubs fan, right? But uh, I'm also heavy into fantasy baseball. So I subscribe to a lot of stuff that does like with my players that are on my team. And I, you know, you look at the growth of some of these platforms around like Twitch, for instance, and how it went from we're going to showcase, you know, uh, esports and, and what's happening in the game to the lifestyle of the person playing the game and whatnot. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a lot of what I engage with, too, is around the fan experience of I want to know what X players up to and check out there. Oh, wow. This guy, you know, one of the one of the things for spring training is tuning in and going wow, that guy put on like 20 pounds and he looks like he's going to crush the ball this year. Okay, call up my fantasy baseball partner. We got to go get this guy. This is this is awesome. You know, and now you're you're engaged in a different way and it really just creates that different fan experience. You're you're uh, you're quite involved. You know, as Kelly said, it's uh, I, I miss the days of being able to go out for uh, some wings and a beverage with some friends and sit around the table. And when we would talk about the Jets. We would talk about we, you know we just traded for this or we just, you know, we won last night, not they, we, right. So you're really engaging as a fan and, uh, and it's a part of your identity as a person offline and, and who you are. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a huge thing to drive that fan experience and make sure that, uh, you know, during while we're still in it and post COVID teams are coming out with, with more engaged fans and uh, more informed and, and exciting, uh, exciting, future for uh for able to build a, a stronger and more innovative fan base ryan uh, did you see any great examples you like how uh any brands in sport are driving fan experience what's your favorite one you know i there there's a lot i mean i again with my with my cubs one of the things you know there again my sorry there you go with my cubs <laughs> <laughs> you know what i i got my i got my email yesterday from them talking about 
you know, April 1st is opening day. We're going to have 20% of the fans back in the stands. And here's all the contactless things we're doing to make you feel safe. But also, here's a series of videos of Q&As with players. And you can send in and you can be a part of, you know, some of the some of the spring training and stuff for, for, for what's happening there because you can't be a part of it. And it's, you know, you feel a little bit a little bit off. Uh, you know, we did a, a great thing with the Golden State Warriors to be able to do pregame for, you know, predictions for what's going to happen in the game. Now that keeps you engaged to watch. And then for a halftime, what happened in the first half and, you know, make your predictions for the second half and, and, you know, highlights from last night's game. And here's how you did on your predictions. And, you know, you kind of feel like, do I know the team and what's going on? And that sort of a thing. Again, you know, the old the wings and a beverage conversation is always who's the smartest person at the table and who knows the most about the team. And of course we all think we know the most about it. Right. <laughs> so that's a way that you can engage and sort of, I guess, put up or shut up in some of these situations with the way that you can engage in these, uh, the quizzes and, and, and things like that. But uh, I think, I think it's important for, for teams to be reaching out. And again, the fan experience driving the revenue, the there's a Deloitte study. That's a perfect example of that saying, just one fan engagement once per month. So including through the off season and in the season, they spend 40% more than the fans that don't engage with the team. So that fan experience and in, in, in driving the fan engagement is what creates one of those new, a uh, huge revenue stream and being able to, uh, to uh, help on, on both those factors. Right. Yeah. Right. When you, uh, from, uh, yeah, Kelly. I was just going to say, and part of it to extend the fan experience as well into a conversational space, every team does have their own brand and their own mascot. And that's a way to truly bring that persona into a conversational one. If you're engaging with the team and their mascot is really your gateway into the team and that persona. So that's a fantastic way. And if you were looking at something from a conversational side to really bring that in and how the fans have someone on their level who's not a professional athlete, perhaps, that they can get involved with the game and truly be their representative as part of the team at any given point in time. Is it something that can be developed kind of persona from your favorite sports team that will represent your favorite sportsman, actually? And you like will be talking to your favorite game player instead of just a regular conversational persona like it's, it's usually done. Yeah, the mascot is the best way to define your persona. You don't want to choose, you don't necessarily want a player to be the brand that you portray in a conversational solution because, and Ryan mentioned this earlier, there's always a possibility, no matter who they are, that that player gets traded to another team. But your mascot is your permanent fixture for the team. That brand and that persona is your permanent fixture to the team. A player is variable. If their contract is up, they could sign with someone else. We've seen that and been heartbroken many times. Winnipeg has been uh, subject of that just this year. Of we lost one of our superstars in a trade. So you never know. And everyone was saying, literally, the, the days and the weeks leading up, they're never going to get rid of them. They're never going to get rid of them. Then I think it was a Saturday. They just traded them. Saturday morning, everyone's like, how did that happen? So nothing is fixed except for that brand and the and what that brand represents. So that's the best way to create your persona within the solutions. And you know, Kelly, you talk about the mascot being the brand and the way to do it. And being a Jets fan, I am not a Flyers fan. I'm sorry for anybody who is that's watching for the Philadelphia Flyers fan, <laughs> but they came out with their new mascot, Gritty. 
and I could watch Gritty's content all day and all night, right? Like, because it's just such an interesting engagement and just the way that they they use him to showcase the personality of the team. And, you know, it, it creates a different energy and a different level of engagement and a different branding experience that they can they can expand off of outside of just a jersey or outside of a hat or whatever else. It, it, it's, as Kelly mentioned, it's a really interesting way to be able to put a face to the franchise that is beyond the business side tradable possibly expendable face of the franchise where he could get traded to say like columbus let's just throw it a city yeah. there for an example yeah <laughs> and, and and you also see it though in the u.s in college hockey is every university and every college has their personas too and you look at uh the ncaa for football for basketball for hockey and it's huge now that's a college persona and that's consistent across all the sports brands so there's another way that you can build that out and represent the school and your teams and everything it represents in a nice uh, in, in that single persona of representation, you know who it is you're speaking with. I went to college in the U S we definitely did have uh, a specific brand. We had a persona. We changed that during my time there of a, of a label change of who we were, but the feeling of the school and what we stood for didn't change. It was just the logo. And so that would have just changed over time. But the school stayed constant. Yeah, I have family who lives down in Florida. And let me tell you, when you're driving down the highway, uh, there's two things you see. It's the license plate and the logo of whatever college team that they identify with, whether <laughs> they were at college or not. Right. And that's and that is a regional identity. Right. You're not from Orlando or Tampa or Miami. You're a hurricane or a Seminole or, you know, whatever, whatever it is. And that's, that's an identity, right? So again, that's a, a really interesting fan experience, but it's, uh, you know, people really identify with sports and it's very important to, uh, to have these experiences with where people really feel, you know, engaged and connected with the teams and, and drive that experience. And for teams to be able to collect that data from, these conversations to generate revenue and, and direct what they're doing in a uh, in a positive way and not waste marketing and sales efforts. Uh, as Andre, as you would know from the marketing side and me from the sales side, that that's a very key uh, key element in being able to collect uh, collect this data through these experiences. Yeah, absolutely. In addition to that, there are like pretty, a very strong um, marketing trends for for branding of the company is to really you know stream uh, from your brand how you care about the health of your customers of your fans and that's why i see a lot of uh, advertising coming from uh, companies like visa mastercard and others talking about cashless during the pandemic time and i understand that somehow with the technology the contactless in the venue can be realized uh, inside the application that connects me as a fan with my favorite team when doesn't matter if i'm joining the venue right or i'm outside the venue when i can right here right now as a as a fan of nba to buy the ticket to book the ticket to see to select a place and the place where i will be you know have a distance between other people maybe to book some food so i can grab and not to contact a lot uh, in the crowd etc we talked a lot on north american sports here but really let's look from a global level, if you want to see fan engagement, you look no further than the English Soccer League and how the fans in England take to their their football teams, their soccer teams. You look at FIFA, you look at everything going on there. There's, you've got a global phenomenon of 
a dedicated fan base and that's at a national level uh yeah. so there's other opportunities and other really solid engagement ways when you look at a world cup especially well i mean look no further than what we did for the olympics right and and being able to identify with people and teams and national events you know like you know i want to follow a sport or i want to follow an athlete or i want to follow an event or a country or whatever it is and being able to pull up things like interviews and and uh the event and when it's happening okay well here's the schedule here's their heat here's when they're running who's here they're running against okay now let's take that information do you want to drill into all of those people and interact and whatnot right it creates a totally different experience when you can uh, again we can't physically be there right now. And I see like someone in the comments mentioned his favorite sport of boxing. That's a great example too. Yeah. It's not a team. It's not a league identity. You're now down to a personal level. So you're looking at something like boxing or the UFC or something like that. You, you want to really engage with, with that fighter, that trainer, that team, that, that event, right? The, the pay-per-view that's coming up, whatever it is, and be able to, uh, to drive that fan experience, collect that data and turn it around to generate new revenue in terms of who's popular and who's who's selling well on cards and who's getting pay-per-view numbers and what sort of experiences do people want to have with each fighter to be able to to leverage the brand and who do they want to use as the face of the brand, right? Like who's going to be the face of the UFC or the face of heavyweight boxing or whatever it is to be able to generate, you know, both the fan experience and use that data to generate new new revenue along the way as well. Yeah, and even more, what you said uh, gave me the thought that uh, with the conversational AI uh, and the, uh, yeah, actually with the internet availability and access and this conversational AI, you can also, not also drive your fans' experience, but increase your database of fans, the number of fans. The more fans you have, of course, it impacts your bottom line, it brings you more revenue. This is how it works, and you can scale uh, not only like from uh, Canada, you can engage people, yeah, to be a fan of Canadian teams in the European region or somewhere down to the uh, North America or Latin America, etc. So this is kind of how can it work. And uh, maybe it's somehow the difference between uh, typical commercial companies who are searching for the new customers, you know, like catching them, um, uh, nurturing them as a lead to, to buy something in their online store. But in the sport industry, this is like to scale the brand, the sport, the engagement. Would you like to be touched by NBA? Well, I have never been touched by NBA, for example. And I want to be touched, be engaged, talking to uh, the, uh, like, Michael Jordan that times. <laughs> times, not right now, but even maybe right now, and to feel this connection. Yeah. Uh, guys, thank you very much for joining for the conversation today. Um, that's, let me check if we have any question from our audience. And if not, we will be wrap up for, for today because we are preparing for the discussion next week. And this week we launched the poll about the future of work. So I think the next uh, week we're going to very interesting and deep conversation about employees' experience in the future of companies, the future of work. Don't see any questions. So thank you very much, guys. Thank you, everyone who's been watching us today. And uh, can't wait to see you next week. And don't forget to follow our page, vote for our polls, and take part in our conversations. Ryan Kelly, thanks once again. Thanks, Andre. Thank